Aboyim to the first in the new series of Shi'urim on the Hatama of the Ramban in his Perush Allah, Allah Chumash actually his Perush, the Hatama of the Bereshis. In other words, we're going to study in depth the Hatama of the Ramban to his commentary. I actually said it in two clauses, namely to the entire tale and to Bereshis, because in fact, actually, as we will see, the Hakdama actually serves actually as a double Hakdama. In other words, it's a Hakdama in specifically to Sefer Bereshitz, but in a certain sense, it's a really Hakdama to the entire Torah, even though the Ramban did write Hakdamas to Shmois and to the other Chumshet Torah. Nonetheless, I think that the Hakdama here, in a certain sense, is really the basis and central to all the other Hakdamas that he wrote afterwards. Now, what we're going to do is try to understand the relationship between the Hakdama of the Ramban and his methodology in his Perush In other words, the Ramban is not writing Hakdama to inspire us only, but rather the Ramban is actually going to introduce how he understood not only the Chumash, but actually how one is supposed to interpret the Chumash. And, um, and in this sense, um, the Ramban's Hakdama has to be studied carefully, in my opinion, because it is a necessary introduction in order to understand what he attempts to accomplish in his commentary throughout the rest of the Chumash. Now, um, I don't think I'm, um, I'm telling you new that the Ramban's Peyush is what I would call a virtuoso Peyush. What do I mean by virtuoso? Because most Peyvushim, I would just say it's about all Peyvushim, aim at a specific level of understanding. Uh, for example, the Ebenezer is interested in what you would call Pshuta Shamikra. The Rashbam is Pshuta Shamikra. The Rashi, there's a little bit of debate um, what Rashi is aiming at. I would say, and of course this is something which is much ink has been spilled, the Rashi is aiming at trying to understand the Chumash through the eyes of Chazal, but he will in fact actually choose um, those Chazals would probably are close to what's called Pshut Shamikra. But I would say that Rashi is trying to understand the Chumash based on Chazal. Most Rashi's um, are actually quotes of Chazals. Um, there are certain places where Rashi says, I'm only coming to learn Pshut Shamikra, but in several of those places, Rashi is coming to say that when in fact, actually, he cannot, he, he, you know, he doesn't use a Chazal to understand the Pasuk. But in any case, that will leave that for those who study Rashi and it. What makes the Ramban a virtuoso commentary is that Ramban aims to try to understand the Chumash at all levels. And when we're going to try, and if we understand the three basic levels, the Gemara in Shabbat says the Torah was given in three parts. The three levels which the Ramban tries to understand the Chumash is, of course, Pshuta Shamikra, the postures of the Chumash. He's going to try to understand the Chumash in terms of Chazal. And thirdly, he's going to try to understand the Chumash up beside. What makes the Ramban a virtuoso is the Ramban is going to interweave all three Peyvushim. In other words, in the Ramban, the Pshat, the Drush, and the Said are not three separate lanes, but they interweave and they interact and interface. And that, in fact, is what um, establishes the Ramban as, I would say, and I'm going to go out of a limb, the virtuoso Peyvush ala Chumash. All Peyvushim ala Chumash, I think, try to imitate one way or another the Pehosh Ramban. Now, the Ramban 
is also incredible because he combines, on one hand, tremendous originality, and on the other hand, looks to lay down the foundations of the Messiah. So therefore, the dichotomy or the antithetical relationship between tradition and between um, creativity is a hallmark of the Ramban. And in a certain sense, that has to do with really the three, the tripartite um, commentary of the Ramban on the Chumash, right? Whether in Pshuto Shomikra, of course, the Ramban displays tremendous originality and creativity. Pshuto Shomikra is when the Ramban is not relying upon either Chazal or upon the Soi. Um, on the other hand, though, the Soi, in many sense, is coming to anchor the Pshuto Shomikra and also the understandings of Chazal as being something which is anchored in a tradition which Chazal have taken from, you know, from Sinai, literally. So in other words, the virtuoso commentary of the Ramban is marked by his ability to understand the Chumash not only on different levels, but to actually create a type of a, I would say, a grand unified field theory in which all of these levels interact and um, are actually aspects of one another. Uh, if there's an M theory in particle physics, I would say the, there's the Ramban theory, the R theory of the Chumash, which is expressed in the Ramban's Pemeshala Chumash. Okay, now, having said that, let us in fact um, turn to the Adam of the Ramban. Um, page numbers, I'm going to use page numbers, the, um, the the um, text I'm going to use is the um, the Peyush of Rebbe Shevel to the Rambach. Even though, um, since Rebbe Shevel um, put out his Peyush of Ramban, many people have come out to, to I guess, compete with him. You know, you know, some Peyush a little former, this and that. I think that um, there is no com commentary, I mean, there is no modern commentary on the Ramban which begins even to rival. Rabbi Chevelle's paper, so low that the most commentaries on the nouveau counterbalance have not yet completed their works, which is a trail tribute. The, um, but um, in any case, we'll begin with Rabbi Chevelle's um, text of the Ramban, and I guess it's Daf Aleph. On the right hand side, you can see actually a facsimile uh, uh, a, um, a, a of the of the Ramban. And we'll begin the parish of the Ramban. Okay, it says Sefer Breshis. Says the Ramban, Moshe Rabbeinu Kosef Asefer Hazer Imatera Kula Bipiv Shalak Kadosh Baruch. Okay, so this is the axiom and this is the statement of faith that not only was Breshis, but all the Torah is Bipiv Shalak Kadosh Baruch, and that's a very important thing. Even though the Gemara of Abbasa Tzvav brings an opinion. Actually, from the text of the Gemara's Bashman, it's only in the Ahavamina that the last eight psukim were written by Yeshua. Nonetheless, the Ramban states clearly that the entire Torah is The Ramban is going to actually repeat this several times. That is going to be a very, very important um, foundation, which in a certain sense is going to um, generate the Ramban's understanding of his Perush HaLachumish. Hakarev, right? What's Hakarev? Obviously, what comes out here is that the Ramban is actually making his own estimation. In other words, the Ramban is not basing himself on anything, but the Ramban himself is actually um, conjecturing. Hakor means a conjecture is based upon the reading of the Psokim. 
right? That he wrote in house here. Now we all know that the Torah, right, right, you know, the Torah is written in house Well, actually, we don't know. Actually, there's actually Machlekes and Gittin. Um, when the um, Torah was written, was written piecemeal, was written again in the 40 years. It's about some kind of Gittin, I don't know if you can refer to that. But when I think he said, when he says Kosov Hasinah means he received the Hasinah. That's what I would say, the Ramban means. Now, what's the Kiddush here? Is, is yeah. he talking here about Sefer Bereshis? Ah, so the, I think the Kiddush here is really Sefer Bereshis. In other words, he's including the entire Torah, as will be, as will be uh, made clear later on. But the Kiddush here is Bereshis. Because, as we will see a little in, in a little while, um, from Rashi, when Rashi learns in the Chomish, in, um, towards, the, towards the end of the Mishpatim, and this is going to be a very important turning point, and a, um, a very important um, 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 a point in understanding where the Chomish was written and when, um, in Parach of Dalek was an Aleph, at the end of Pashas Mishpatim, in Shmois, when the Pasuk says, So then we have a tremendous machlaikis um, between Rashi and Rabban. Rashi says this is speaking about before Matan Torah. The Rabban was claiming speaking about after Matan Torah. Now, when, um, the importance of this is, because then after that it says, Right? So Rashi um, learns, Now I'm on Perach of Dalad, Pasuk Dalad in Nishpatit. Because the mitzvah is top of the ball. In other words, according to Rashi, from Bereshit, the Mount was written before Moshe Rabbeinu wrote the Hasina. And the Rabban didn't come to argue on Rashi. It was according to, in other words, according to the Ramban, the Torah was written at Sinai. Bereshit too. And that's what the Ramban wants to say. Vakalo Shekosu Bahasina. In other words, Bereshit is actually written on Hasinai, and the positive, Yichle Mishit Dibri Hashem, right? is speaking about Bereshit 2, which is written at Harsina. That's going to be the sheet of the Ramban. Um, interesting enough is, is this a sheet of Chazal? So Rabbi Shavel wants to claim that this is a sheet of Chazal. He quotes the sheet of, um, he quotes the sheet of, actually the Ramban actually brings in the special of Chumash, sheet of Yezib Rabbi Yehuda. But actually the Netziv in this Amad Gavah says this is not the sheet of Yisbehuda, this is Ramban sheet. Ramban actually here is actually arguing Chazal. That's the Mashmoros and that's it. We will leave that for some other time, for some other series perhaps, but let's go further. V'akolim shekosvoi v'ha'o sinai ki sham ne'ma'oloi alei alei ahora v'hei sham v'et alechaz luchaz evin v'atir al-mitzvah shorosat lo'eroisa Okay, this is a very, very famous pasuk. It appears here, once again, Mishpatim, Parachodalad, Pasuk, Yudayitz. Now, this, this is a very, very important Pasuk. Why? Because we have Chazal, right? The Gemara says in Bokas Ha'eim and it speaks about um, what all of these terms refer to, right? Luchas Evan, Adiyasal Sadebrois, Torah Shabbosav, Mitzvah is the Mishnah, Asher Kasafti, Levim Ksuvim, Lairosam is Gemara, that's what the Gemara says. But what's interesting is that the different Mishayinim have like a different take on what all this means. So for example, the Rambam, who's a Gama to the Mishnah Torah, the Yacht, just brings Hatayah Ba'a Mitzvah. Torah is the Mitzvahs that were commanded the Chasav. And Mitzvah is the Torah Shabbat. It was the Rambam basically um, 
curtailed or um, um, basically um, edited it, the Russia of the Gemara of, 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 of the Gemara and Hayen Bokhis. And understood that Torah, but and the Rambam's Mash, the Torah means the mitzvahs in the Torah Shalitzah. And the mitzvahs of Torah Shpiyalpeh, as the Rambam begins. Moshe Bedel gave the mitzvahs in Perushah. Now, the Rambam is also going to have his take on this. Right? His take on this. How is the Rambam going to divide up the Pasuk? So, the Rambam says, so, right? Luchas ha'evin yichlol ha-luchas. Vamechta. Kloi ma'asel sa-debris. Okay, up to now, very good. That's what Chazal. Mitzvah, mitzvah, mispar mitzvah, school. That's not like the Dosh of Chazal. Mitzvah referred to the Tayyip mitzvahs, which is clear in Chazal, were all given at Hal Sinai. Machlekes of Abishmag Abiyakeva is whether the Potim were given later on. But it's clear that when we give Abishmael, Kula Allah, that all the mitzvahs were given to Meshavet at Hal Sinai. That's clear. Look at Chazanish. Um, the the Machlekes there is in, um, I think it's, it's, well, it's in Lamed Zayin, um, Lamed Zayin in Saita, and I think around Dafei, in Chagiga, and it's a, I think it's actually, it's a, it's a Sefra, right, in Bahar, actually, Rashi quotes in Bahar, there's many, many places, look at Chazamish, Semen Kuf Chafein Arachayim, Semen Stes Pasha Teira, there, he says it's abundantly clear, it's obviously clear, that everybody agrees all the mitzvah of Gimel Hasina. So in other words, mitzvah here, the Ramadan's mitzvah, is Mitzvah Mitzvah's Kula, Asi Okay? Uh, which, by the way, is not like the Dasha in Lachas Tafel. Now, now the, ah, so the question is, what's Ba'at Torah? What is Ba'at Torah referring to? Once again, in the Gemara, Torah is Mikra, the Torah of Sav, and Mikra, and Mitzvah is the Mishnah. But what is, if, if in fact mitzvah means all the mitzvahs, and I assume the mitzvahs in the Torah Shatzah as well as for sure the Torah Shibal Peah and the Perushah mitzvahs, but what is Torah referring to? So here I think is the Chiddush of the Ramban. The Chiddush of the Ramban is, is, in Kevah Torah, Yichol Hasipur Mitchilas Breishas. According to the Ramban, when it says Torah, it's speaking about the Sipurim of the Torah, the narrative of the Torah. From the beginning of Brachus, Briyas Ha'oylem, the creation of the world, the Avois, etc., etc. Ki hu meira anoshem b'derech b'inyan amona. Because the purpose of the Sipurim of the Torah, the Ramban, is not just to give us a, some type of a historical perspective or background, but is actually coming to teach people, to guide people, b'inyan amona, according to faith. So now we have here the big Kiddush of the Ramban. The big Kiddush of the Ramban is, is that Sipuri HaTayla are on the same status as Mitzvahs. In other words, the Gemara, the Haman Aleph, in Brachot, I mean, actually, Ashokasav, the people of the Vim Kesuvim, but in other words, according to Ramban, Sipuri HaTayla have the same status as Mitzvahs and has the same status as the Asalas Adin boys. They are revealed by Kaddish Baruch Hu, and th- their purpose is to be mother people of their Hamunah. Yeah. When the Gemara says Brachus say for Yasha, doesn't that refer to <clears throat> to Derech Eretz or, or that's true? That, that, no, that's true. But you see, the question is, it's called Sefer Hayasha because we can we can understand Sefer Hayasha to being something that we, that we can learn from. But who's to say this is part of the In other words, I, everybody's got Kula even like Ambam, even Rashi, right? That we can learn from Brachus. The question is, is, is Bereshis on a revelatory level 
have the same status as the mitzvahs? That's the question. For example, if you look at the Rambam of Moyen Avuchem, at the end of Chedek Gimel, I think, Perak Dun Beis, I'm going to speak about this Rambam and Rambam and Dita, we'll get to it. I think it's Dun Beis, maybe Dun Dalet. There it's marked with the details of the stories of Bereshus are just coming somehow to, um, to, to communicate the fact that they actually really happened. But for the Ramban, the details of the Sipurim of Bereshus are actually much more than that. In other words, the, the, the Ramban here is asserting that the Sipurim of the Torah had the same status as the Mitzvahs. I don't think that's something at least that we... In other words, it is, no, but the Ramban would agree that the Sipurim of the Torah, that certainly the Mitzvahs that we learn from that, but that they had the same revelatory status as the mitzvah, the medayik in every word, etc., etc., I understand that's the Kiddush of the Ramban here, I'll tell you. That's what I said. In any case, I think he's the first person in Jewish history to use Torah in this passage referring to Sipuriyat Torah. If you look at Rashi, for example, because Rashi learns, um, Rashi learns, here, Rashi learns, Okay, so Rashi is speaking about the mitzvahs. That's in Pasuk um, Yudbeis. And Pasuk Dalit, that's before, is before Matan Torah. According to Rashi, the Zippur of the Torah mostly before Matan Torah. The Chishna Ramban is the Zippur of the Torah a part of Matan Torah. So Rabbi Hersha is, you know, Rabbi, whatever. In other words, the Igadita. Part of the Torah is part of Matan Torah. It's no less than Matan Torah. I mean, no one really. Uh, I understand Rashi and, and Rambam, but Lemaisa, no one really argues with that, do they? People don't. Today, after the Rambam. After the Rambam, of course. I mean, but he didn't Rashi learn from Rashi, didn't he bother with Bracious so much? I didn't bother with Bracious. He brings Chazals. In Rashi, right, the born saying is this concept, the Torah. It's called Sipuri HaTorah. Right? The, the Moshe was getting Sinai. I would say this is a Chilish of the Ramban. And this is very, very important. Yeah. I don't know if this is a fair question to ask. What does he mean by Emunah over here? Let's speak about that. Let's speak about that. I would say that Muna means Torah ontology. I mean, Emunah in Torah, Emunah in God, Emunah in we'll creation. We'll speak, we'll speak, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, but right now we have to stand in the Chiddush of the Ramban. Okay. Okay. Uvarid atoy menachal. And when Moshe Rabbeinu comes down from Ha'al Sinai, Kosa mitkidas ha-terah atzayi p'sip ha-mishka. Okay, so now Moshe Rabbeinu writes and begins the Torah until the end of the Sipa mishka Right? Now, what about the end of the Torah? In other words, Moshe Rabbeinu comes down and writes the Torah from Bereshis until the end of the Mishkan. Because it says, you see, interesting, the Gemara in um, Gitin, Samach Manala, brings up a place where the Torah um, was, um, was, where the Torah was Chasuba which means it was written at the very, very end of Megillah Gilah. But I think the Gambang was arguing here that everybody agrees that from Bereshit until the Mishkan was written when Moshe Rabbeinu came down from Hasina. The rest of the Machlokes of Chazal, whether it's Begillah Nitna, Begillah Gilah Nitna, or whether it was Chazumah um, Nitna, is speaking about the rest of the Torah. And after he says, the Gemara Torah, the rest of the Torah, Kosa B'Sayv Shnaz HaPoyim, Kasher Oma Lakor, Chazasef HaTorah Zeh, V'Sam To'isim, V'Sam Aram B'Sayv Shem Lokechem, V'Zeh Ketivrei HaOimah, 
Tayyar Megillaginna. Aber der war immer Tagsumerinna. Der war verkauft. Ich sagte, ich bin Kaiser. Ich bin ein Mistake. Ich werde daran bauen wollen. Es sieht, dass von Tayyar Azifa Mischkin Silbern kann Megillaginna. In other words, I take everything back in the last two minutes. Um, basically, the Ramban understands that the opinion that says that Torah consumed it, now everything, even grace, is written at the end of 40 years. That appears to be. So for some reason, I think of the Ramban a little bit differently, but I see I'm, I stand corrected. Hardly be. And Megillah Megillah Nitna means the Torah was first written from Grecian to Mishkan, to the Mishkan. Then afterwards, it was written piecemeal and completed in the 40th year. But in any case, right, in any case, the message of the Ramban, the Yisrael the Ramban is rather clear. Bereshis is not to be distinguished from any part of the Torah. In other words, the distinction between the narrative of the Torah and the legal part of the Torah, right, these two are not to be distinguished. Which is very interesting. Because the Torah begins with, actually, with the question of Yitzhak, right? Why, in fact, wasn't the, um, why wasn't the Torah, didn't want to begin with HaKadosh HaLachem, Rosh Chadashim? As if to say, the mitzvahs are more important in the narrative. Rashi gives the answer. Of course, we all know the Ramban there. Ramban says, you know, Chas V'Sholem. Why would you think the narrative is any less important than the legos? The Ramban gives his tablets in the first part of Galatians that you might think that the narrative is Api Kabbalah, and therefore not everybody is Masuel to understand it. But in other words, the Ramban is Shittasa. That there's no distinction between the narrative and the legal part of the Torah. That's really the thrust that Ramban wants to say. Okay, now, let's go further. Mandat Beis, in the Shevel edition. Val kol ponim hayanachri, shiyachtoy betchila sefer breishis, vaydav elokim abayishva kol, es kol dvama in labor. Okay, now, now let me give an introduction to the Ramban. Now that the Ramban has established that the entire Torah, including breishis for the Torah, were written um, after, were, were received from Rosh Hashanah Hasi, and written afterwards. So now we have a problem. Now the Ramban is going to deal with the text. Why? Because on one hand, the Ramban wants to say the entire Torah, right, is Yipiv Shalakam is The Ramban says that as the first sentence the Ramban begins with, and is going to reiterate this several times. However, if we look at the Chumash, we can see in the Chumash that there are actually three types um, of three types of texts in the Chumash. For example, the narratives which we've been speaking about are written in third person. It doesn't say me by David Hashem Amoshe Leimor Bereishis Borasis Hashemai Besalavet. It doesn't say that. I'm not asking the question over here. That's text type one. Then text type two is the mitzvahs. So that clearly is the Pupshal Kodesh Baruch. The Torah tells us. Kodesh Baruch spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu. In the text, number, text type number one, which is the narrative, how, how do we, in other words, how do we tell the sense of Pupshal Kodesh Baruch? It doesn't say Kodesh Baruch said it to Moshe Rabbeinu. We believe it. But how come the text doesn't indicate it? Let's put it this way. We believe everything. The question is, why does the text appear different in, as we're going to see, text one, text two, and text three? Now, text one is narrative, third person. 
How am I supposed to understand the text if it doesn't say explicitly, as it does in the case of the mitzvahs? Okay, now, what's text number three? The Vavah. The Vavah is speaking in first person. How do we understand that? That's the Yushalayim Vavah. That's even more difficult. Because there, the text is telling me that it's not telling me that Kosh Baruch Hu Hu but actually Moshe Hu is actually speaking himself. That's text number three. Now, the solution to text number three will actually be several Rambans in the Vavah. Is Hagdamah to the Vavah? Um, the Ramban the Asas Adibus, Pashat Beskhanan. I'm going to touch upon this a little bit, but I won't go into this in great detail. But the Ramban actually focuses on this issue and, in fact, um, presents a very, very interesting understanding of the text of the Vavah. But here, the Ramban is, in fact, going to focus on the problem of text number one. Namely, what is the secret? Let's put it this way. He's not dealing with the textual problem. We're not critical scholars here. But how, does we, how are we supposed to understand the text of the Chumash as being the Devar Hashem, in fact, when the text, in fact, does not indicate that, as it does in the case of the mitzvahs? That's the problem facing the Ramban. Okay, so says the Ramban, Yankol Palim, Hayanachan Shiktoi Bitkilo Seder Bereshis, that's the Torah should have written. Now, why was the Torah not written like this? So, draws the Ramban the following conclusions. Says the Ramban was a reason it was written Stam. So the Ramban actually elaborates later on, but here he says is that since the volume begins, we have the introduction of Kamshbal who spoke these words, and afterwards the first person is used in the volume. But in Malaysia is not. Okay. Now what's the reason? Now what's what's the reason that the Torah is written in third, the narrative part of the Torah in Breshis, Patsu Shmois, other places are written in third person. Says the Ramban, the reason the Torah is written this way, 
Okay, the Rabban now is going to establish here what I understand to be three insights, three fundamental axioms, and in my opinion is the entire methodology, philosophy, ontology, theology of the Rabban, and this entire parish of the Torah is going to rest upon these three axioms. Axiom number one. The Torah comes before the creation of the world. The Rabban says, As you know Kabbalah, Now, the Rabban is referring to Ayushalmi, in Shkomen. The Rabban says, but really, the entire Lushalmi, and I claim that has to be a correction here in the text, the first was given, and then, that's the Lushalmi in Shkomen. Black and white, white. First black and white and black. Which means, there's a Torah HaKaduma. There's an or text to the Torah. The actual wording in the Ramban here requires, in my opinion, a Tikkun Seifer. What's the Dafkamina? One second. That, so wonder what's going Axiom number one is, the Torah precedes the creation of the world. Axiom number two is, the is like a safe ascribed who's copied from a previous text. In other words, there are two texts. Moshe Rabbeinu, the Torah is written in a way as if Moshe Rabbeinu is copying the narrative, text one, from text pre-one. That's the second axiom, the number. Now, the third axiom of the Ramban is actually a little bit later on. In the Chevelle's edition, it appears in Davov, four lines from the bottom. There the Ramban says, Right, this is on Davov, four lines from the bottom, in the Chevelle's edition. We have a Kabbalah Shal Emes. The entire Torah consists of names of a Kaddish Baruch. That if we actually looked at the Torah, the, what we see are words, verbs, nouns, prepositions of the Torah. Really, they're in fact actually just letters that somehow that consist of names of a Kaddish Baruch. Right? And... Um, the Ramban actually goes into this and goes into detail how in fact actually letters and words can be understood just in ter- with, you know, what appears to be words and sentences are actually just letters and names of the Baruch which don't necessarily follow the breakup of words and sentences and paragraphs etc. etc. That's axiom number three. So in other words, the, we're going to see in the Ramban's parish on the Torah we have three axioms, which are very, very important to understand. Axiom number one is the Torah predates the world. Right? That's not the Kiddush of 
Rabbi Elisha and Rabbi Shachai, and that's the Chesh of the Ramban. Because Rabbi Elisha is in a different way, but... But Rabbi Trivet said in the last days of Shurim that Rabbi Chayvi told what I grew up with. He said this is the Machlodes from the Mary Srug and Rukhai Vital about whether there can be a anything be. before. It could be. Could it could be. be. Yeah, 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 it could be. It could be. It could be. Right. Rachel of Fulk, Rukhai Right. Now, no, in a certain sense, the Rabbi Srug actually goes back to a much more medieval because there was the Torah's ontology. It was the Amchai Vital made the Torah not much ontology, but the world of selling in and of itself. But in the Ramban, you know, Torah reality was still connected. Okay, fine. Now, um, so let's go through the three axioms. The Torah is Kadmalayim. That's axiom number one. Axiom number two, Moshe. Now, axiom number two is, and this includes the Gracious. Includes Gracious. Axiom number two is that Bereshis is written as Moshe Rabbeinu is writing over from another text. The whole Torah, sorry. The narrative part of the Torah. Ah, uh, not the... No, because he's speaking here really about why he wrote it stop. Well, he's got to the mitzvahs a little bit later. In other words, but I'm saying, the Ramban would probably agree with that, so agree with that too. What I'm saying is that, I think he's focusing on Bereshis here. Because that's how he begins. Why the Torah written this way? Moshe Rabbeinu is writing off for somebody or something else. That's axiom number two. And axiom number three, which Ramban actually brings in later, in Davav, as I mentioned, in the Shinal Edition, is the Torah really consists, the letters of the Torah, right, on a basic level, more prior fundamental level, consists of things of a Kamehameha. That's actually axiom number three. Okay, now, the question is, what are these three axioms? The fact, uh, and the fact is that the way we're going to learn, actually, in the upcoming Shi'orim, is just everything that Amban is going to say, not only this Adama, but I claim in his Perushim that have to do with the narrative part of the Torah, is going to be based upon this three-dimensional hermeneutic space. Namely, the Torah is coming to the world, which obeyed his schematic, Right, what's the Ramban is schematic? We say for Kadmoin, and number three, that the letters of the Torah constitute names of a Kaddish Baruch. Okay, now let me just say in briefly what the consequence of these things are, and the consequence of these things are not just philosophical, but actually they're going to be consequences for the methodology by which the Ramban actually learns in the Chumash. Okay. The fact that the Torah is Kabbalah means that the Torah is an ontology. In other words, according to the Ramban, if I want to understand the reality of the world, I look to the Torah, because the Torah is Kabbalah In other words, everything is contained in the Torah. This is an important, this is the Chish of the Ramban, that requires discussion. But in other words, Kadmala means is that the Torah and the narrative part of the Torah constitutes an ontology, constitutes the reality, the reality of the world, the reality of history. That's consequence, that's consequence of axiom number one. Now, 
What does it mean to say Moshe Rabbeinu is Kaseif HaMatik we say Fakadmai? What it means is that the writing of the Torah was actually an interpretation. In other words, Moshe Rabbeinu's writing of the Torah, of course, the Yishal Kodesh Baruch was an act of interpretation. What's the consequence of that? A consequence of that is, is that in fact, everything that I witness, that I behold in the world, whether it be in science, whether it be in history, everything can be used to interpret the Torah. In other words, the Torah can absorb every interpretation because the Torah is in fact an act of interpretation of Moshe Rabbeinu. In other words, I'm going to see this later on. The Rabbah is going to bring things from Teva, he's going to bring things from history, and he's going to say that in fact, actually, we can take these things and we can interpret into the Torah. Because the Torah is itself is an act of interpretation. I don't see. Kiravishus, please deliver it. How is if Moshe is copying? It sounds like the opposite of interpretation. No, 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 it isn't. Because what is the sefer kadmon? You don't copy something. It's an act of interpretation. Matik is copying. That's what it means in Hebrew. Why be matik? Just write yourself. We don't really. So God can't write. No, no, no. You're, you're taking you're taking things very, very literally. But when Moshe was copying, what is this text? What is this text? Right. It's not the same thing. It's a different text. If it's the same text, write the copy. Just write it down yourself. It's a shacha. In other words, there's an or text. Moshe didn't copy the or text? No. What is it? If he's copying, if, if, why copy it? What do you want to copy it? So we can have it in the world. Okay, that's what you're learning. You're learning differently. I shall understand how it is then. Matik we say for Kadmoy, look, of course it's Bipipshal Kodesh Baruch, so you can't say by Shalom Zimachalasam, Yachas Peshalom. But the way in which the Torah is written, Kisaifer, is we have to understand the Torah as a type of interpretation of reality. He used the Lashon Matik we say for Kadmoy, because speaking about Moshe Rabbeinu. That's the Lashon that I'm buying. But what I understand the consequence of this is the Torah is a type of commentary on reality. Meaning, meaning, that as I behold Jewish history, as I behold recent developments in Greek science, the Torah is a commentary on it. It seems to me as though corollary two contradicts corollary one. No, but we'll speak about that. We'll speak about that. I just want a consequence, okay? How, how, again, given given that Moshe is interpreting, how does that mean that I'm allowed to interpret? Because that's why the Ramban is writing these axioms. In other words, like I said before, the the Ramban is, the way you understand the text is being interpreted into methodology. In other words, let's go to to axiom number three and then we'll get back to this, okay? That's what I'm saying, okay? Now, what's axiom number three? Consequence number three. Consequence number three. Well, action number three was the Torah consists of days of Kodesh Baal. It means what the Ramban saying. The ultimate reality of the world is Shemus of Kodesh Baal. That's the only reality of the world. And that's going to be a very important thing with the Ramban. The Nevoa Meshul Abeinu, the Nisal Meshul Abeinu, the Ramban is going to say, are Shemus, Yudke Vovke. So in other words, if I look at all of reality, if I look at all of reality, the, the, um, the first, right, in other words, if I look at the Torah, now, what, what happens like this, 
the entire Torah is really Shazam Kadosh Baruch Now, let me combine one and three, for example. One says the Torah is an ontology. Axiom number three says what? That the Torah as a text is Shem Zavakadosh Baruch What does one three produce? All the reality is Shem Zavakadosh Baruch And that's what the man says in Shemites. The era, the Lavos of Yankush, Beresham Odatulam, says the Ramban, all the nation, all of the history, all the narratives of Torah, certainly from Moshe Rabbeinu, are Shemus Yerkevake. In other words, Axiom number one tells me the Torah is an ontology. Axiom number two tells me that the text of the Torah, Axiom number three, the text of the Torah Shemus becomes both. Put one and three together, what do you get? That the events of the narrative are based upon Shemus becomes both. That's why I combine axiom number one and three. So what we're going to do is, is we understand that the entire hermeneutical space of the Ramban is a three-dimensional space composed of these three axioms. Now, what's going to be a consequence of axiom number two is that if something new comes up, for example, the Ramban is going to say by the Keshes that the Greeks have informed us of fraction of light. That's not a problem. I can interpret it back into the text. The methodology of understanding the text parallels the methodology of the way Moshe Rabbeinu writes the text. And that, in fact, combines axioms 1, 2, and 3. But Amir Tashem will have much more to say about this in the next year. Until then, from an undisclosed place, Yushalayim HaKadosh, until next week, Kol Tuf.